The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. The windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome in to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's baseball betting podcast. We are presented by BetGM. Brendan Glasheen, your host of the program with Action Network senior editor Colin Whitchurch, Action Network senior writer Sean Zarillo. Great to have you joining us. You can find our Payoff Pitch picks by searching Payoff Pitch podcast in the Action Network app. You can also follow Zarillo and Whitchurch individually over at the Action Network app where they log all of their picks and data, the numbers they are getting on some of these lines. So uh, if you're new to the baseball side of things and you're like, oh, I want to bet some playoff baseball, well, we're going to be with you every weekday with the exception of a few non-game days here in the month of October. We're going to be with you right through the World Series. So stick with us throughout the entire ride if you so choose. So we're excited to Uh, have you with us for payoff pitch. So on this Monday, we've got Guardians Yankees game five ALDS just after seven tonight. Uh, Lines are posted over at BetMGM. Yankees are favorites back at Yankee Stadium, minus 160 on the money line. Total set at seven and a half. We'll go to Sean Zarillo first. As we try to pick apart this series, it it felt early on it, it was Huge edge to the Yankees. These Guardians, they're scrappy, though. They're putting the ball in play, and they're making things happen. Josh Naylor's having kids now, apparently, as well, as he rounds the bases. Um, that, that was fun, but I thought it was fun. Anyway, Zerillo, game five. How are we betting it? Yeah, I like the under here. No value on either side of the money line for me. I made it around minus 140. That's roughly where Cleveland is sitting, so they're the closer side. They're sitting around plus 140. So they're they're the closer side to being the value side. I would need around plus 150, though, or higher in order to bet the Guardians in either half. The money line is fine to me. The total is a bit high. Do you like the under 7.5? Bet that where it opened last night, closer to even money. I projected it closer to 6.5, so I like it down to about 7 and minus 109. You can play 7.5 up to about minus 128. 
I view Aaron Savale as a better pitcher in a vacuum than Jamison Tyon. 3.8 expected ERA for Savale, 4.2 for Tyon. In terms of how the pitch types match up, though, against these respective lineups, I actually think Savale has the more difficult matchup through his curveball a ton this year, career high usage rate on that curveball. Yankees were a top five team against both curveballs and fastballs. They did struggle more against sinkers, which he throws, than they did four-seam fastballs. And they actually really struggled against cutters, ranking 22nd on a per-pitch basis against cutters. Seen a lot of cutters deployed against them in this series. Obviously, Emmanuel Clays in the bullpen, but even Cal Quantrill throws that pitch a ton as well. So expect a bevy of cutters from Savali today. Don't expect him to be in the game particularly long either. The first sign of trouble, he should probably get lifted here because the Guardians were able to rest their three best relievers for the past two days. So they do have a fresh bullpen, relatively speaking, to what the Yankees have, where the Yankees are going to have to use either Wandy Peralta for the fourth day in a row, which doesn't seem ideal, or basically any of their other key relievers that they use are going to be taking the mound for the third time in four days, no matter how you slice it, whether they pitched yesterday or the two days before. So Yankees bullpen, just a little bit more tired coming into this game. The Guardians bullpen, I project as slightly better in general. Yankees, obviously, offensive and defensive advantages. We've seen that defensive advantage not really matter like it hasn't mattered for a lot of teams against the Guardians this season. They just have this uncanny ability to float balls between the infield and the outfield. I know their ninth inning rally looked like a luck box rally the other night. They had five hits. The average expecting batting average on those five hits was 610. There were a few bloopers in there. I know Jose Ramirez had that triple in extra innings in game game two, I believe, uh, which put the Guardians ahead ultimately. That had a sub 1% hit outcome on it. But that ninth inning rally that the Guardians put together was much more justified. So they put the ball in play. They get lucky sometimes because of it. It's made them live in this series. I think they have the better bullpen. If they can keep it tight with the starting pitchers, I certainly think they have a chance to win, and I am expecting a lower-scoring game. So could certainly see the Guardians winning here. There's a huge power discrepancy between these two teams we've talked about, and Savali does allow more than 1.3 home runs per nine innings. So I think they're going to want to get him out of there as quickly as possible, maybe once through the lineup, and then turn it over to the bullpen. So with that said, do like the under 7.5 pregame if there's early scoring. I'd probably look for an under nine live. And I'm also going to look for a Guardians live bet as well if it's tied or if the Guardians are down a run when these starters come out. Because I definitely think they should have the bullpen advantage late. And then lastly, an F5 under four. If that pops up at minus 113, I think that's fine too. Just certainly prefer the full game under seven and a half. Okay, it's at minus 130 now. So we'll see if there's any movement. I can't, well, do you think it can move all the way to minus 113 or nearish 110, 115? It was there previously. I would have to come back down. So I think it might just be a price that was missed, uh, you know, when it first opened. Okay. I missed it because this market opened very strangely after the game four ended. Some books were delayed. Some books opened it more aggressively. And then first fives, normally you get opening more aggressively the morning of a game, but it seemed to open in the middle of the night. So I might have just missed the movement. Okay, fair enough. All good. Just making sure we're good here as we mm-hmm. record. The numbers are there, and we want to make sure folks that can uh, get the number that it's at when we record. It could, of course, change in the meantime. Said the, uh, uh, the full game total opened and closer to even money, and it got bet up to minus 120 eventually. It actually bounced up to eight minus 120 for a minute and then came back down to seven and a half even money and now has moved all the way to minus 120 at the seven and a half. So certainly see those markets moving very aggressively when they first open for these playoff games. 
So the, the, the postponement with the, uh, with the rain certainly helps that bullpen as you hit on. And then you've got the other side with the bullpen. Severino was public uh, yesterday about why they didn't see Clay Holmes pitch. I'm like, oh boy, maybe the Aaron Boone stuff will come back to bite this team after all. It felt, felt like they put that behind them. But uh, that's, that's, that was some weird stuff with Severino talking about his manager. We haven't and I talked about it too, just, just that, not ahead, to lament on this one point. The Dodgers, though, went with the committee approach. The Yankees are going with the committee approach. And it just seems like with both these teams having these undefined roles, it maybe is affecting them ever so slightly. Okay. All right, Colin, what do you got? Game five, Yankees-Guardians, what's the angle for you? You know, Zerlo and I have aligned pretty much throughout this particular series, so I don't have a ton to add. I'm with him entirely on the under. It's actually funny. I actually kind of assumed that the over would be the square play in this. I thought that people would look at the starting pitching matchup and say, oh, there's going to be a ton of runs in this. But no, as Zerillo mentioned, the uh, under got bet down a little bit overnight. You look at our uh, action app data right now, and 63% of the bets and 73% of the money are on the over. So uh, Zerillo and I are both with the public on this one. This is a rare matchup where I'm not factoring in the starting pitchers all that much because I think they're both going to have a quick hook. The only concern would be that Aaron Savali gets lit up so quickly that he the Yankees kind of put up a crooked number before Francona has a chance to make a hook. But I don't think that's necessarily going to be the case. And, and he mentioned these bullpens. Eli Morgan is the only Cleveland pitcher who threw the last two days. Everyone else is rested, and particularly Emmanuel Classe is rested. I'm going to be really interested to see how Francona deploys him. Obviously, arguably the best ninth inning guy in baseball this year, but Francona is a forward thinking manager. He'll bring him in, in a big spot, whether it's the seventh or eighth, if you get judge and and the Yankees top of the lineup up in a key spot, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go with him early. And I think this revolving door of pitchers is a, is a good sign for the under, you know, Cleveland's offense, we talked about being relatively below average. They can dink and dunk you, but if the Yankees keep rotating through some of their different starting pitching options, I think that that benefits the Yankees more than it does the guardians. And uh, obviously the guardians bullpen is elite, arguably the best in baseball. And I, and I trust Francona to kind of pull the right strings there toward the under I am going to look as well to bet Cleveland's live money line if it's tied late, if they're maybe down a run late. Uh, keeping an eye on that just because I just because of that bullpen advantage. The other thing that's going to be interesting to see is I think Francona has already said he wouldn't use Bieber in relief. It's a big spot if we're tied late. I think he's going to trust his bullpen. Trust the guys who got him there, essentially. We see these managers kind of overthink things a little bit and, and turn to starting pitchers. Everyone wants to do what the Giants did with Madison Bumgarner back in the day. Uh, it works sometimes. It doesn't work sometimes. I think Francona is going to stay away from Bieber. I think it would be basically a, a bullpen day for him um, in his normal uh, throwing regimen. So I don't think we're going to see anything crazy like that. Obviously, the Yankees won't be able to go to Cole in relief since he just pitched last night. So I think it's going to be a relatively normal bullpen game like the under here. Um, even if there's runs early, you know, we we, we, were, we were all on the under last night. It was four to two early. It stayed four to two. Um, whether you had six and a half or you had seven, you were sweating out and under there all night last night. And it, it paid off. And I think we're going to see something similar tonight, regardless of who wins. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, good stuff, gents. Again, we've got Game 5, Yankees-Guardians tonight, but we're also looking ahead to the NLCS, which gets underway tomorrow in San Diego. Did not expect to be saying that on Monday morning as we record this podcast. San Diego home to host the Philadelphia Phillies for an 8 o'clock start. That is your NLCS matchup. Wow. Uh, fantastic. Padres are favorites at home, minus 125. Philadelphia, plus 105 on the money line. Zerillo, you've done a pretty good job of, of getting some look-ahead spots here, uh, at, at least so far, these uh, <laughs> these baseball playoffs. But knowing what we know, or lack thereof, what's your approach right now to how to, look, how to bet this series, uh, Phillies-Padres? Yeah, so assuming we have Zach Wheeler starting in game one for the Phillies, Noah going in game two. The way I project the series out, essentially four coin flip games, games one and two coin flips, game three, a coin flip as well. And then game six, a coin flip on top of that. So four coin flips there. The biggest edge that I see for any team would come in game five with Wheeler facing Darvish at home. I would make the Phillies around 55 and a half percent in that game. That's the biggest edge that I see in any of the starting pitching matchups for this series. Darvish would actually rate behind Musgrove and Snell for me in terms of how I would value them in terms of true talent level, most veteran experience there, whatever you want to give to him for that. But game one, I favor Wheeler in the first five innings. There is a book out there that has plus money on that right now. I think it should be a pick price. If you get plus 110, plus 108 or better on the Phillies for the first five innings, that's absolutely a bet for me. Need to see where the weather shapes up. I would put this total around seven. Um, But definitely the Phillies' first five in game one is going to be a bet for me. And then beyond that, I think this ends up going six or seven games. Should be a long series. Lots of coin flip games. The Phillies, to me, have the deeper lineup. They have the better starting pitchers in the majority of the matchups. I make Nola better than Snell. I make Suarez about even with Musgrove. And then once you get to a game four, is Anthony DeBundo called the vibes game? We will just see what happens. But Clevenger is an abomination, and the Phillies hit lefties better than they do righties. You don't really want to trot out Sean Manaya either. So Phillies better offense. The Padres the more reliable bullpen and the better defense. But the Phillies I've talked about have improved their defensive rating pretty dramatically over the course of the season. So I actually make the Phillies very, very slight favorites. Here for the series, 50.5%, even though they would have to play game seven on the road. 
I think that big advantage coming in game five, if it's tied two two is really going to be what pushes them over. But the Phillies for me, if you can get plus one Oh seven or better for the series, I think that's fine. Said I make them very small favorites. There was a plus one ten out there. Plus one Oh five seems more appropriate. So I'm just, I'm trying to find, I, I couldn't find it before we started. Is Darvish confirmed game one? For San Diego? Yeah, Darvish, Darvish is, confirmed, is confirmed, but we're waiting on Wheeler. As of this recording, the Phillies have not confirmed their starting pitcher. Okay, very good. So it, it lines up for Darvish one and then Snell in game two. Yeah, yes. the projections here are Wheeler, Darvish game one, Nola, Snell game two, Suarez, Musgrove game three, game four, question marks, and then okay. flip back over to the start of the Syndergaard, Clevenger, Gibson, Clevenger, Gibson, Minaya, something like that. Faulkner, whatever. Yep, yeah, Faulkner. Cindergard, Clevenger, that would be gold for this podcast. Uh, based on some of the commentary. <laughs> Adjusted <laughs> over 12 and a half. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Thor well, looked good in game four. So, yeah, that that's it's a good point, uh, how, to, how to lay out the series that way. Um, but now I'm starting to understand Anthony DeBundo's gripe about getting the pitching, because here I am, like, looking up, like, okay, who's pitching what game? What the hell? Just put it put it somewhere I can read it in a table like what a, a nice nice clean table that i can just look okay game one game two but you're right they haven't done that yet so that's that is kind of annoying i kind and of I think having that game two matchup not only do i make noah better than i make snow but also the the phillies draw lefty in that matchup and they definitely yeah. smash lefties way more than they hit righties especially in the second half so in terms of how the pitching matchups play out i think it's pretty favorable for philadelphia what about you colin whitchurch not just game one of course but how you see the series shaking out yeah, game one, I'm in agreement with Cirillo. I like the Phillies in that game pretty much uh, anytime, anywhere you can get them plus money, whether it's first five or money line. In terms of the series, obviously, if you can get the Phillies plus money, you should absolutely do that. I'm going to probably wait to and live bet whoever loses game one. Essentially, um, obviously, the Phillies have a starting pitching edge in game one. Game two, they probably have the starting pitching edge, but then things get a little bit dicier and I think San Diego will mix and match their pitchers, mix and match the relievers a little bit better. I just think there might be value on San Diego if they lose game one, while I do still favor the Phillies for the series. A couple of uh, prop options that I'm looking at are exact finishes. As I mentioned, I like the Phillies. You can get Phillies four to two at plus 500 and Phillies four to three at plus 500. I'm going to be putting a small wager on both of those because I think if the Phillies win the series, it's going to be in six or seven games. So both of those numbers look good to me. Again, plus 500, split a unit on the two of them, and and you're looking at a good spot there. All right, very good. And, uh, yeah, they're, they've got lines up on BetMGM right now in the Futures tab to, of course, pick your outright winner for the World Series, but also anything related to the NLCS is available what do you think? You guys think this thing's going seven, six? I mean, if you had to pick a series score and whatever team you give the edge to, so if it is Philadelphia, do, do you have a hunch on how many games it goes? I, I would say the most likely outcome to me is Phillies and six. That's why I like it at plus 500. I think the fact that they have the starting pitching edge in so many games is a big deal. I think that this is a team that any other team in the National League, we talked about this a little bit at the start of the postseason. Any other team in the National League did not want to see this team in October because of the way their pitching staff sets up, because of how hot their offense can get at times. With Wheeler and Nola as the top two, it's just deadly. And if they can set them up right, as they can for this series, games one and two, games six and seven, it's 
good night. You know, this is uh, the best one-two punch in baseball outside of the Mets during the regular season. The Mets aren't here to counter them. So it's going to be really, really tough for San Diego to, to keep up with that. As good as Darvish, Snell, and Musgrove can be, I think that Wheeler and Nola top them as far as the top two in the rotation every day of the week. Okay. Very good. Fellas, we will be back at it tomorrow and we'll dive deeper into game one of the NLCS once we officially find out who is on the bump for the Phillies. And we'll probably at that point find out who is pitching in game two for both the Padres and Phillies. So that is going to do it for this Monday episode. Enjoy game five tonight, Yankees Guardians. And like I said, we'll be here to break down and we'll even have a look ahead for the ALCS at that point. We'll find out who's moving on to take on the Astros. Man, it feels like that team won weeks ago. For Colin Whitchurch and Sean, Sean Zarello, Brendan Glasheen, please rate, review, subscribe, pay off pitch. We, we really appreciate you folks being here. Payoff Pitch presented by BetMGM. Follow the guys' picks over on the Action Network app. You can also follow the podcast picks. Payoff Pitch Podcast. That's all you have to search in the follow section. Everyone have a great Monday. We'll see you tomorrow. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.